There are two kinds of players, those that hope they can and those that know they will. Hi everyone, Coach Enquist and I are back for part two of our conversation in Oklahoma City. This time we talked about the character of Florida University's Amanda Lorenz and what we can learn from her. It's rarefied air where you find players that truly in their bone marrow, they love putting the team on their back. Right. That's Amanda Lorenz. Yeah. We also discussed the evolution of our sport, what's changed, but also what has remained constant. What hasn't changed in these decades of success is the type of person that is attracted to fast pitch. Hmm. Uh, the person in the, the 60s and the 70s is the same type of person today. And finally, I asked Coach Enquist how she would have coached the Oklahoma Sooners leading into game two of the World Series. Sooners, you cracked the door. Mm -hmm. We made some baubles that we hadn't made all year. Yeah. The best news is we got them out of our system. Right. Today is a new day. I really enjoyed covering these topics with Coach Enquist in part two of this episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. The next story that I thought I would bring up is Amanda Lorenz. And she is a, for our listeners again, um, probably one of the most prolific hitters in our game. And had her last uh, collegiate game uh, a few days ago, and her last at bat. She hit a shot to center, and it got caught. And I remember watching uh, the cameras followed her into the dugout, and she was very emotional. It was her last college game. Her teammates came around her to hug her. Immediately, she said, no, this isn't about me. Turn around, cheer for Kendall, uh, who was the next batter, and focus on the game. When I first saw that, my first thought was, this is what Sue Enquist would call a 33% kid, <laughs> team first. And um, so I, I just would be interested to what you thought when you saw that. Well, I'm a, uh, and she knows this, I'm a big uh, supporter. I'm a big mm -hmm. fan of mm -hmm. Amanda Lorenz. When you have players whose magnetism in the game, their energy in the game can lift the sport, mm -hmm. that's a powerful influencer. Right. Um, on a physical level, uh, she will go down as one of the most dangerous hitters. I just wish she was in our Olympic program. Yeah. Um, there are very few people can comment on being big in big moments because there are very few teams that get to the big moments. And there are two kinds of players, those that hope they can and those that know they will. And Amanda is in a very, very small community. It's rarefied air where you find players that truly in their bone marrow, they love putting the team on their back. Right. That's Amanda Lorenz. Yeah. And then to see her in that failure moment, deflecting the attention and putting it back on the team is just how much she loves her team mm -hmm. and how much yeah. she loves this game. Yeah. And we're going to miss her. Yeah. She provided a lot of energy, excitement, excellence. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of kids in this country that are following Amanda Lorenz, and they want to be Amanda Lorenz. Yeah. And to those kids, keep charging, but please understand what made Amanda Lorenz was all of that hard work, overcoming failure throughout her whole career, right? and still coming on top, and then just performing with a very small margin for error because she plays on the championship program. Yeah. The expectations, uh, which people don't talk about enough, the expectations that are on a player like Amanda Lorenz hmm. uh, can be stifling, Right, can just literally take your breath away, and she thrived in it. She thrived under that 
the heat of a light, mm-hmm. and uh, our game's going to miss her. I'm going to miss her. Yeah, I will too. She is just incredible to watch, and um, just I, I always was excited to watch a Gator game. All right, so um, as I told you, I was at the Hall of Fame Stadium uh, last night, or museum, and um, when you're walking around, you see the evolution of the sport, really. You know, you see pictures of Jenny Finch in, um, at the Olympic wearing shorts, or uh, pitchers wearing old basketball jerseys, you know? So it's, it's amazing. It makes me feel so lucky that I'm playing at, in this time. So I just would love to get your take on what you've seen, like the evolution of the sport and, and how far it's come and where you think it, it needs to go. Well, I, I in moments like this week, you know, we're here at the World Series and today is the second game of the championship mm-hmm. finals. And to look at the crowds, Yesterday, uh, standing room only. Yeah. The the championship it sold out in February. Yeah. And here's a tournament that's being played in June. And the growth of the game. This is what I love about the growth of the game. The people that were responsible for laying the foundation that may not have reaped the benefits of the scholarship or all the equipment opportunities or the exposure opportunities or the career opportunities. Um, those are the people I'm indebted to the most. The people that paved the way before me. Um, Mm -hmm. I think about in 1970s when Billie Jean King helped amplify this whole mindset that you can be anything. And with the help of a federal law called Title IX, that Mm -hmm. women have equal access and opportunity as the boys do, is a powerful one. Mm -hmm. And to know that the game came from such humble beginnings, you know, we used to, you know, at UCLA my freshman year, we wore the men's track team practice (laughs) t-shirts for game uniforms and catchers didn't even wear shin guards and you know it was just a different time the ball was white we were 40 feet away right you know the fences were varied every field you went to and now you go to this this place where Mm -hmm. you've got these you know eight 12 million dollar stadiums they're packed to the brim with people but what hasn't changed in these decades of success is the type of person that is attracted to fast pitch. Hmm. Uh, the person in the, the 60s and the 70s is the same type of person today. And I think about the energy of an Amanda Lorenz. I also think about the energy of Dot Richardson. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about the competitive greatness of a, a Rachel Garcia, I think about the competitive greatness of Lisa Fernandez. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lineage here that is very, very easy to follow because the greatest players in the game still maintain a level of humility. I mean, think about this. What championship do you know of where the home run ball that's hit, the fan gives the ball back to the staff, yeah. and the staff delivers the ball to the family of the kid that hit the home run? It's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. You should do a story on the fans that have to give up the home run, <laughs> right? Even yeah. down to our fans, right. they have such an unselfish attitude mm. about the game. Mm. Um, you now have the sporting goods industry is making a full commitment. You've got data metrics companies are coming in, making a full commitment. The only thing is missing, and that's coming next, are the Fortune 500 companies. Hmm. So, so I'm waiting right. for Toyota, and yeah. I'm waiting for Google, I'm uh-huh. waiting for Microsoft, I'm uh-huh. waiting for UPS, I'm yeah. waiting for you know Capital One, I'm mm-hmm. waiting for them to come really in and right. start supporting us in our professional league, waiting for Major League Baseball to jump in with both feet right. and 
start sponsoring some teams because we have the best tournament in the world Mm -hmm. is actually the pro league because that's the best of the best. Yeah. That's NCAA softball all yeah. grown up. Right. And once we learn and see that happen, mm-hmm. we're going to have another renaissance. Mm-hmm. And that's an exciting, I love exciting that. time. Yeah. Our game is so, so special. Um, just our community is something you can't beat in another sport. Yeah. I mean, I, when I, I always talk about how special the community is, I can remember, you know, just this year I had a, you know, it was a, my brother from another mother baseball coach his dad coached my brother and his dad gave me my start in little mm-hmm. league right mm-hmm. before it was legal to even play mm-hmm. little league and um his son had gotten very sick and and he was here in oklahoma and i remember a call reaching out to patty mm-hmm. and patty gasso head coach at university yep. of oklahoma and she just stepped up i mean she got her whole team involved they were praying weekly for slater springman and literally on their way to a conference game they took the bus out of the way to the hospital, and the whole team went and visited Slater. Wow. I mean, that's the. T- I've got a million stories like yeah, that yeah. around the community behind the community. Let's uh, flip the script. You okay. are the coach of. You're coaching OU right now, and you're in their locker room. Yes. Right before game two, which is tonight. Yes. They had a big loss last night. Yes. What are you What are you saying to them? Well, the first thing I say to them is how proud I am of how they manage their failure. And last night, the game threw everything at us. Mm -hmm. And we managed it with integrity. And if I were to walk away from you all Sooners today and I never got to coach you again, I would hold my head high because you reveal your character in failure. And you are a class act. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, I would say, we all know that both teams are capable of winning and it's a game of momentum. And we handed over the momentum. So there are times when a team can take momentum. You're, you're butting heads and that team just takes it. Mm-hmm. But they crack the door. Right. So I would say to my Sooners, Sooners, you crack the door. Mm-hmm. We made some baubles that we hadn't made all year. Yeah. The best news is we got them out of our system. Right. Today is a new day. Today's a fresh day, and it's a new beginning of old Oklahoma softball. Right. Right. We're just asking each one of us to trust in our process, trust our plan going into today. And the greatest thing we know about the game is the game has no memory. And so we go in today with a short-term memory that we only have to know about today's plan, today's process, and if we do that, it's going to be a dogfight. And... Those are the best kind of games that we're in are the ones that we're just going head to head. And so I want each and every one of you to know, I trust and believe in you 100%. Just because we had a blip in the screen yesterday Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that we forgot how to be great. You can't hold great talent down. And so today is about hitting our spots Mm -hmm. in the circle. Keeping our internal clock on defense the same. Don't speed up a play. The game mm-hmm. doesn't like that. You speed up the play, you try to cheat the play, then mm-hmm. it gets messy. Want to make sure that each of us does the little things right. We got to get the bunt down. We got to be able to move runners. Mm-hmm. And when that door gets cracked, we got to capitalize on that opportunity. And most importantly, have gratitude and joy that we're together playing for each other and we have an opportunity to play for a national championship. Mm-hmm. Wow. You must be an 11-time coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good pitching I had back in the day. And they have good pitching. What 
in the sport of softball are we not doing enough of right now? Oh, I think we're we're missing the mark on our youth in America. We're missing the mark on making it too serious too soon. We're missing the mark on it's not about being perfect, but it's about creating a love of the game and we're missing the mark on letting it be their game. Mm-hmm. We're taking too much control. They don't get to PLAY. They're everything's so regimented. Right. They don't allow themselves to actually see the game and adjust to the game and figure out the game on their own because we're over coaching. Over coaching, yeah. And so, you know, I think we're missing the mark on overcoaching at too young of an age. We're specializing too young of an age. And we're not valuing character in the game and we're not recognizing character in the game and we should be doing that. That's what we're trying to do at OneSoftball.com is to make sure parents know that their softball players want mom and dad to be mom and dad because they only have one mom and dad they've got enough coaches in their ear nobody is more upset with themselves as themselves so no need to pile on right so mom and dad go to the park and just enjoy the game listen more than yell and cheer and coach just listen to your kids cheering it's powerful now one of the things that we did at one softball was we launched a national listening pledge to pledge the adults to listen more and um, about a month ago we did uh, during a tournament we did a tournament takeover Mm -hmm. and one softball helped um, the hawk group h-a-w-c is health and wellness consortium Mm -hmm. softball influencers coming together to help parents and coaches make practice games more fun Mm -hmm. and you start doing that when you want to listen more as an adult so we did a tournament takeover Mm -hmm. and we did a silent softball. We asked every team in the tournament mm-hmm. to have the parents just listen in the first inning. Yeah. And it was powerful. We yeah. had feedback from all teams all over the country saying how powerful it was that the parents had never really heard their children cheering. Right. Because they were cheering. They're busy coaching from the stands. Right. So we think that's an important movement. Mm-hmm. Silent softball, first inning of the first game in your tournaments. Just listen. And what was powerful, I had a kid come up to me and say, she was 12, and she said, is there any way we could do that for seven innings, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because players want to exhale. They just right. want to ha- have fun. They don't want any more pressure to get the scholarship right. or to get another hit. And mm-hmm. mom and dad sometimes get a little too close. Right. And if they could just pump the brakes a little bit, mm-hmm. kids would enjoy it. They enjoy it longer. They stay in the game longer. They stay in the game longer. Our sport will grow. And I think my final question is, they say everyone has a book inside of them. What is yours and what's its title? I have a book around who you are will always be bigger than what you do. I have a book about where you live and color your skin, how much money is in your pocket doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That, the, that the game doesn't care who you are in terms of your social status or your religious beliefs or your economic status. And uh, the title of the book would be The Game Doesn't Know. Love it. You should write it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When I do, I'll send it over to you, All Charlie. right. That sounds good. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thanks and for having me. Go Bruins. <laughs>